Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. This is Lisa, and I have a very familiar guest with me here today. This is Kara. Say hi, Kara. Hey, everyone. I'm back. <laughs> Glad to be here. Yay. Um, we finished our uh, Indiana Jones trilogy. Yes. So uh, what, what movie are we talking about today? So we're going to talk about one of my favorite childhood movies, The Rock. Yes. <laughs> I'm really so excited good. about this. I am too. Yes. So uh, I guess to start off really quick, uh, when did you first see this movie? Ooh, it was pretty soon after it came out. I vaguely remember it being in the Dollar Theater. So, and I think this came out in 1996. Yeah. yeah. So I probably saw it that year. Like, Mm -hmm. not while it was in the main theaters, but I think I either saw it when it got to the Dollar Cinema or, like, right after that. Cool. Um, So, 96? Yeah. Yeah. Very little. That sounds like a long time ago now. Yes. <laughs> I think yeah. I think so. Like, I think I would have been 13. Yeah. So you probably would have been like 12 or... Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I saw it for the first time at your house. Uh, you probably did. <laughs> you I watched really this movie a lot. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Did, did you have a poster? I had a poster. Yeah. <laughs> I had the CD of the soundtrack, which is, by the way, all instrumental. Like, there's not any actual, like, you know famous people in it yeah but isn't it um yeah Hans Zimmer yeah that's so, right I mean, yeah so. I don't know like if you're if you're a score junkie like that's a good yeah it was good you know. like I mean it's I think one of the like high points of the movie I mean the soundtrack is really good yeah actually I have a lot of positive things to say about this movie but yeah and and I agree with you the score is one of them yeah. um and other things but um Man, you know, I almost thought about opening up this episode by saying, have you ever wanted to hear two strong feminists talk about The Rock? Too bad. It's yeah. happening. <laughs> it's happening. And yeah, there, there is a disturbing lack of women in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not aimed at us. We're not the right demographic. The things that it does say about women are not empowering. But no. too bad. We're going to talk about it. And we ironically really like this movie a lot so yeah. which just goes to show that they misunderstood that there is another demographic out there that would actually like this movie True. that does like this movie and oh yeah it's okay to include us i'm ready for the all-female remake <laughs> yes <laughs> that would be amazing it really would and like i'm probably... gonna be thinking about that now like who the cast would be <laughs> yes i feel like this movie probably wouldn't have happened in the first place if all of the people in it were women because <laughs> a lot of the problems that occur might have been avoided <laughs> yeah and they kind of say that in the movie yeah i noticed there's kind of like a fourth wall moment we'll, we'll get into yeah. that yeah um before we dive too much in let me go ahead and read the synopsis FBI chemical warfare expert Stanley Goodspeed, Nicolas Cage, is sent on an urgent mission with a former British spy, John Patrick Mason, Sean Connery, 
to stop General Francis X. Hummel, played by Ed Harris, from launching chemical weapons on Alcatraz Island into San Francisco. General Hummel demands $100 million in war reparations to be paid to the families of slain servicemen who died on covert covert operations. After their SEAL team is wiped out, Stanley and John deal with the soldiers on their own. Yep, that's pretty much it. That's what happened. Yep. (laughs) I've got a couple quick uh, facts to kind of throw out there, and if you have some, you can join in. Uh, This will not shock anyone, but uh, much of Nicolas Cage's dialogue was ad-libbed in this movie, (laughs) including the Zeus's butthole line, uh, which Michael Bay did not want to use and wanted to cut, but Cage (laughs) insisted on having. (laughs) What? Did he really? Yeah. That sounds just like Does that sound like anybody would write Zeus's butthole into? No! In fact, I always thought that was weird. It is weird. (laughs) Everything he says is weird. It is. (laughs) Like, this is one of the few movies where... I feel like, I mean, I would never say this on any other occasion, but <laughs> Nicolas Cage was a good casting decision for this role because he's so weird and goofy. Yeah, he's very bizarre. Uh, there are several theories that Sean Connery's character is, in fact, an older version of his own James Bond character. Have you heard that before? Yeah, I have. I know Tommy believes that. Shout out, Tommy. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Let's argue about that. Yeah. <laughs> Here it's we go. Like, I guess I could kind of go along with that a little bit, but, like, the things that he says, yeah. I don't think James Bond would say. Right, exactly. He, he doesn't sound like the same person. And I just, I don't feel like James Bond would get caught and allow himself to be imprisoned for that mm, long. Good point. Yeah, good he point. would find a way out. Q would help him. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Goodspeed only swears twice in the film when he kills the last two villains. Throughout the rest of the film, his language is tame, saying words like gosh or friggin' while other characters use profanity. I didn't even notice that. I, I never noticed that until like watching it as an adult. Yeah, because you notice the other characters, this is like the typical, like, mid-90s action movie where they're, like, dropping F-bombs for no reason at all. And it feels, (laughs) I mean, like, okay, you guys know, I I don't censor myself, I'm not, like, afraid of curse words, but I do feel like it's a bit much. Yeah, it is definitely much. (laughs) It's like, uh, it's very, like, Robocop. It's like, Mm -hmm. how many fucks can we put in one movie? Mm -hmm. You know? And it's like, why? Like, sometimes I'm just like... It, it detracts, some, especially Sean Connery. We'll get into it. But yeah, it's like, yeah. sometimes I feel like it pulls a little bit away. But then it is so Michael Bay that I'm kind of like, well, it yeah. kind of has to happen. Yeah. But, yeah. I feel like that was the style at that time, I guess. Yeah. There were a lot of movies like that. I don't know why they thought that was going to be helpful. But... Right? <laughs> so my last, my last fact is this film uh, cast includes two Oscar winners, <laughs> Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage, and then one Oscar nominee, Ed Harris. Like, really think about that sentence. Right! <laughs> like, this movie's crazy. Yes! But they're, like, Oscar winners. Like, yeah! I feel like we forget that they are. Right! Like, you know? I, I think this movie would not have been any good at all if they had just cast some True. random no-name people in it. Because it's it's a silly idea. <laughs> like, this what are you is a silly about? movie. Flawless. <laughs> right. The logic checks out. <laughs> it makes total sense. This would definitely happen. <laughs> Did you have any, like, little facts to throw in that you had? Oh, man. Like, facts about the movie. (sighs) Other than my observation that the only female characters in the movie are... The only two female characters I can think of in the movie who, like, actually have lines are there on account of... One of them is there solely to drive the plot forward by getting pregnant. 
Yeah. And the other one on account like of real being born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's always a relationship to the men and not, they don't have their yeah. own internal motivations. Not at all. They, they do nothing to contribute to the resolution of the problem in any way. Yeah. I was trying to explain this. Um, I was telling, well, like, you know, Nick gets why I'm so angry. No, yeah. <laughs> no, but he, <laughs> he gets time. like, oh, why, why I have issues with how women are represented, like, Recently, I went on the GMC podcast and I was talking about um, uh, Atomic Blonde. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let me guess. And I started, like, just guessing parts of the movie. And they were like, all that happens. Uh, (laughs) And I was like, because it's so predictable and consistent with female characters, it's like, they're female and they're kicking ass. But they're doing it in a way that, like, men like. Mm -hmm. And straight men. Yeah. And not something... And not lesbians <laughs> right so it's like it's only for them yeah and um my biggest comparison to that would be to say that's how twilight is like mm-hmm. the two main characters in that movie they only exist uh in relationship to the female character it's their entire motivation is getting her winning her over mm-hmm. you know my whole life is about her and yeah. so her biggest you know conflict is which man do i choose mm. and that's just like boring for guys to watch they're yeah. like i don't relate to these guys i would never be this pathetic so yeah. why would you know so i'm saying like that's how women feel in a lot of movies they feel like i can't really they're like there's a girl character and you're like yeah but she's so lame <laughs> like yeah. these women are terribly lame and so like that's why anyway that's my soapbox yeah. statement that's my biggest feminist statement the rest yeah. of this won't have that as much but i'm not uh, done yet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. i'm gonna follow up on that <laughs> yeah. but i was like that's my biggest complaint in those kind of movies it's like you know there should be a female character for me to somewhat relate right. to but usually yeah they're just like the mom the daughter yeah. or the girlfriend and they don't have their own motivations outside of that no and they don't do anything useful yeah and like it goes beyond just that oh there's nobody that that i feel like i can identify with but it like takes it a step further and almost suggests that women have no place in the roles that do do things because yeah. like there are no women on the special forces team because you know i understand when this movie was made that was not legal because sexism um <laughs> that's crazy though yeah it's weird to think about yeah it is right and, like it's so accepted now like we went through this time period of people saying like women shouldn't be there at all and now they are right and like yeah. we kind of all just got over it like, yeah exactly and I, yeah. I wish that someone had to go back and be like oh okay you're right i was wrong i was saying something crazy and all <laughs> of those made-up reasons why women couldn't do this were completely false yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. But, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah, like, there's no women in the FBI. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> there's no women on this team of, like, ragtag soldiers that this guy just picked out. Like, just, nowhere. Nowhere in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Which, you know, despite that, I still really like this movie. I know. <laughs> we do really love this movie. Well, on that note, let's talk a little bit about Michael Bay, because I completely forgot that he directed this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then you started watching it and And then realized. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of explosions. Yeah. Um, but he did Bad Boys in 95. That was his first movie. Mm-hmm. He uh, had a career in advertising and uh, music videos, which mm-hmm. a lot of guys in the 90s did. A lot of directors were yeah. music video guys or advertising. You know, this was his second film, and... Uh, I mean, I don't know. I have to say, like, it was pretty good. I liked it. I thought it was really good. And I mean, yeah, I do think, like, Sean Connery and Ed Harris really carried it. Yes. But also, it has a ton of really cool character actors in it, too. Yeah. I mean, so many recognizable actors in this movie. Yeah, especially as an adult to go back and see it. Yeah. Um, I also think, uh, and this is kind of a weird compliment for Michael Bay, but 
or maybe it's not. I don't know. But I, I also really think that it's actually like pretty. Can I say yeah. that? Like it's a it's pretty a- action movie. Like there's yeah. some really pretty shots. I yeah, thought, there you know? are. Like with the the sunset yeah. going down, and you and there's the even one of like escape. yeah, like there's one of like uh, Nicolas Cage when he steals that Lamborghini to like yeah, you know, uh, chase the bad guy. Uh, that shot's really pretty. And I kept thinking, I was like, there's some really beautiful shots here. Yeah, there really are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and like amazing action sequences. And I, I don't know, like, I mean, I think this is where he like shines. And in fact, I think this is yeah. his favorite movie. I that read. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think it's his, his best, my opinion. But uh, I, um, too. <laughs> uh, I, I also read a fact that all his films up to and including Armageddon, 1998, mm. uh, made him the youngest director to reach the billion dollar mark worldwide. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, you could criticize Michael Bay all day long. I have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, the guy, I, you know, he was kind of a visionary. He did make a lot of money with these movies. I mean, he knows yeah. what people want to see. Right, you know? and it's a good, entertaining movie. I yeah. mean, maybe it's not art uh, in all the <laughs> senses that we expect from, you know, some other kinds of movies. Yeah, but yeah. But it's a fun, entertaining movie. It is. Uh, he's also really close friends with uh, writer-director George Lucas, from whom he often seeks advice. And as a teenager, he worked in the uh, ILM in the storyboard department for films like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, well, there Kinda you go. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a connection. Um, there's a connection there <laughs> with you. Like... Yes. That's why I like <laughs> That's this movie. Why. <laughs> um, so The Rock, you know, I said earlier was his favorite movie he has directed. And Sean Connery is his favorite actor that he's ever worked with. Ooh, that was interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. And really, I I think about, like, all of my favorite scenes in this movie are because of Sean Connery. Yeah, so. he's really good in this movie. Yeah, he really is. Like, he, he brought it, like, if this was a serious movie. He and did. I think he acts really, the hell out of it. Yeah. I mean, you have to give him that. Yeah, that added a lot to it, because it could have been <laughs> real silly. I'm going to open this can now. It's Lacroix, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I opened one one time I was recording with the GMC guys, and Mike was like, to. is that a beer? And I go, it's actually, it's like... Yeah, the exact opposite of a beer. <laughs> like no, this sparkling, is fancy water. Sparkling water. <laughs> yes, we're we're having action movie night. Yeah, sparkling water. Yeah, we're having Chardonnay. <laughs> yeah, stop so stop stereotyping women, y'all. Yeah, let's have some more Chardonnay and sparkling water. <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, let's let's move on to my favorite. I, I know this is going to be my favorite part of talking about this, but let's Ooh. talk about Nicolas Cage. Oh man! <laughs> oh my god! Um, my favorite things he's ever been in are the following three, and it's hard to rank them honestly, um, <laughs> even though they're radically different. Uh, Face Off. Oh yeah. Oh, I love to talk about that movie. Um, yes. Lord of War, which is like a legit good movie. Yeah. And then Raising Arizona. One of my favorite Coen Brothers films. Hilarious. Did not even... Like, as a child, I loved that movie. I didn't even know that was him. Um, (laughs) This is my favorite quote that I found. Referred to as the jazz musician of acting by David Lynch. The jazz musician of acting. It's not (laughs) really a compliment. (laughs) No, it isn't. (laughs) It's like a bunch of random sounds just come out of your mouth. (laughs) I mean, you know, he's one of those actors where I feel like you give him a script, and then he just puts the... He's like, well, as long as I can scream the last two words. Like, yes. that's his method. I just... It's I don't weird. know. I mean, the way that he, like, with reckless abandon, embraces that in every role, no matter how big or how minor or how serious or how not serious, it, consistently. 
Yeah. It's kind of amazing. It really is. And, you know, I mean, I guess you gotta give him credit for being that bold about saying such ridiculous things with such passion. Yes. And so loudly. And insisting on keeping it in a movie when the director tells you it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Zeus's butthole. Yeah. I'm just gonna reiterate that. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. Yeah. Did, but did you get the feeling watching this movie, like, I, I definitely had the thought, like, A... I don't buy him as at all as like a, a chemical expert or whatever biochemical expert like even close. No, I <laughs> even the initial scene with him where he's like diffusing a bomb. I don't see him doing well with that. Which was hilarious by the way. Yes. <laughs> I love the way like no matter what the stakes are they try to raise him, like, a little bit more. Like, right. it's so funny. I don't know. Yeah, like, and why would that even be a thing that they have to do? Why would they have a chamber in the middle of the FBI lab for investigating packages that might be bombs that it turns <laughs> out cannot contain the blast and the whole building will blow up if it goes off? <laughs> like, why, why was that the plan? I, I don't know. And they put him and the, the trainee in there to work on it. That's not how you diffuse bombs. <laughs> like, just, it's not? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, I know. I love this movie. The, it's, okay, we'll, we'll get into, like, all the intricacies of how things are diffused or, you know, like, how things work <laughs> that I really question in this movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and this whole thing about, like, if you inject yourself in the heart with this shot. I love that you. unnecessary yes. detail. <laughs> yes. Like, it's not necessary. <laughs> right. That, that seems extreme to me. And yeah. also, I, I don't know how that would save you if your face was already melting off. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to think about that. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. I was convinced, like, this was a real thing. Oh, me too. Yeah, I thought that if I watched this movie and studied it carefully, I would be better prepared for, you know, <laughs> if there was a terrorist attack yeah. in real life. Like, I mean, they're definitely going to be neon green beads. and Right. You know. <laughs> Although, even as a kid, I was like, those look a lot like those bath beads. <laughs> remember those were popular, yeah, like, were. in the 90s? It looked just like those apple-flavored ones or apple-scented <laughs> Uh, well, we talked a little bit about him already, but let's talk about Sean Connery. Mm. Uh, obviously, Sean Connery is best known for his portrayal as the character James Bond. Yeah. He starred in seven Bond films yes. from 1962 to 1983, and in 1988, he won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in his role in The Untouchables. Oh, I forgot that was what he won for. Yeah, also, that movie's kind of silly. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> no. It is. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like when you when you watch it next to like Goodfellas or something, yeah. you're like, eh. <laughs> there's some good scenes, but I but I just thought yeah. it was like too goody goody. Yeah, know. it was very it, much. Weird. Wasn't didn't that one have Kevin Costner too, or am I thinking of a different one? I saw this like pretty late, like as an adult, and I was like not as impressed. Yeah, Kevin Costner's Elliot Ness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Andy Garcia, Robert De Niro. Yeah. None of the people that I thought was in it were in it. Oh, <laughs> you said Kevin Costner? Oh, yeah. Oh, he is in it. Okay. Yeah, he's the main character. Elliot oh, Ness. okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, am I crazy? <laughs> I thought well... he was in that. <laughs> well, maybe. But... <laughs> no, but um, I really like his character in this movie. Like, I don't know. Yes. Like, Sean Connery's, I mean, the character's ridiculous. Yeah. Mason, right? Yeah. yeah. He, but, like, 
he makes it like halfway believable, and that probably right. is because he was James Bond. Probably. But it's a pretty big difference between this and like uh, the Last Crusade. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like he's so silly in the Last Crusade. Yeah. Like this is back to him being like awesome. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Like you believe that he really could like take down this team of people. You know. I and, did. I yeah. believe it. I mean, I he's like, British yeah. too, so that helps. Right. Special forces and you know all yeah. hard and stuff. I was like, yeah, he'll definitely handle this. Yeah. Or Scottish, right? Scottish. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. Scottish because he's born in Glasgow. Yeah. He's got that out. accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Good call. Sir Sean Connery. Yeah, that's right. Because mm-hmm. he does a good job in films. Yes. <laughs> that's why he was knighted. Yeah. I guess. I, I um, think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that he had any other qualifations I, I to be He knight. wasn't actually a spy <laughs> yeah. that I know of. I mean, so, I don't I mean, think so. I don't know. He could have been. That's pretty crazy. I mean, when you really think about it, I feel like we forget. Because when mm-hmm. we were growing up, Sean Connery, to us, for the most part, mm-hmm. I mean, at least for me, was in this movie... And, um, you know, in a couple other 90s movies that were really big. And, you know, Indiana Jones, of course. Yep. But, like, I didn't see him as James Bond for seven movies. Like, that's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And they were good ones. Mm -hmm. Like, he was the original one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. he was in Dr. No and... uh, Goldfinger. Goldfinger, or, yeah. And uh, was it Thunderbolt? Thunder... What, What am I... There's that moon one. Was that yeah. Him? Oh, I thought that was Roger Moore. Mm. Moonraker? Yeah, probably that one. Yeah. Dumb. Oh, man, I feel dumb now. And then there's that one <laughs> where it was like two different movies, but they both had the same plot. And <laughs> You are, you know way more about Bob yeah, than I do. Yeah, I'm like way too into that. <laughs> no, it's cool. And, uh, uh, I cower yeah. in front of your knowledge. Let's, uh, let's talk about Ed Harris. I love him. I love him so much. Yes. So, you know, obviously we know him from like, for me, I know him from The Abyss, Truman mm-hmm. Show, Apollo 13. Yeah. But then most recently Westworld, which he's freaking oh, yeah. awesome in that show. He's so awesome in it. And he doesn't seem to age. Right. He looks the same yeah. in Westworld as he does in this movie. Yeah. It was it's like, like a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> he's always been like middle-aged to older uh, yeah and just stays looking that same age he doesn't ever get older <laughs> and i don't know if i can say this but like kind of sexy yeah no i agree <laughs> yeah no he's super sexy yeah yeah i don't know what it I, is but he just looks so cool he does and he seems like really just like chill yeah, yeah. he's very chill he's like somebody's cool dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> that you also want to be with that's yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. He's a dilf. Yeah. <laughs> or a gilf now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But he, he, he has, like, that Clint Eastwood cool. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah it's like that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I love him. And even in this movie, even though he's the bad guy, like, it, this doesn't excuse what he did at all. But, <laughs> no. Like, but no, but they give him, like, a really good motivation. Right, like, yeah. he was trying to help people. He made some kind of horrible decision. I, I still can't wrap my head around that. But Yeah, I don't know how he got there. Yeah, but... I, I, don't, I don't either. And how he thought that hiring these, like, bloodthirsty young mercenaries, <laughs> that they were also going to be on the same page as him, and he apparently didn't communicate to them that this was not really going to happen, but that he was just bluffing. And in the yeah, end, they're how all... do you get confused about yeah, that? Yeah, right. They're like, no, I thought we were actually going to blow up San Francisco. And he's like, why would you think that? Like, I don't know, because we held all these people hostage. Right. And we got real biochemical weapons to kill them with. Right. And we've already shot a bunch of people. 
<laughs> I, I don't know what happened in the mission briefing where like they got their wires crossed on exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, but... I don't know. <laughs> but nevertheless, in the end, he like dies trying to stop it, even though he made the mess in the first place. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> he kind of gets redeemed in the end a little bit. Spoiler right. alert. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry. In the end, San Francisco doesn't get blown up. <laughs> I know you thought it did based right. on Michael Bay's track record. But... Right. Which wouldn't be unreasonable. <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, I also wrote down just for you that uh, he's a big fan of Father Ted. Oh, <laughs> I love, I love Father Ted so much. <laughs> I love that show. Um, the last person I want to talk about is Michael Bean. Oh, so like, okay, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't have this history. <laughs> you uh, and uh, Diane last weekend were talking about, but talk talk a little bit about. Michael oh, Bean he's my '90s crush, like. He's pretty this, crazy in this movie. This man. <laughs> well, he's the SEAL team commander. He's a good guy. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's intense. Um, and a bloodthirsty murderer towards the end. No, no, no. He's one of the good guys. He's oh. the one uh, He's the, the one that gets killed in the shower room. Oh, okay. I was thinking oh, about yeah. that guy whose eyes are like a little too far oh. apart. What's that guy? <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. Uh, the one that's in The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yes. Yes. Oh, I like him too. Yeah, he's yeah. also like one of the bad guys that like tries to redeem himself in the end, but he's you know still responsible. No, but um, doesn't this wait. guy? He's not Which evil. Guy? Okay. No. No. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. No, he's the SEAL team leader, the one oh, that okay. like leads the the team with uh, with Stanley and and Mason, uh, and then they they come up in the shower room and they all get shot. Okay, so I was confusing him then with at the very end. When it's, like, him and two or three other guys, and they finally, there's that big shootout. Yeah, where they're all, like, arguing. Yeah, the young guy in that scene. Oh. Looks kind of like him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Captain Fry. Okay, okay. I don't remember his real name. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's a totally different dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I also had a giant crush on him as a kid. Okay, well, he's (laughs) banana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That dude is super cray. (laughs) (laughs) He always looks... I think he just looks crazy. He does. This was a great role for him, because he's just like, (laughs) oh, no. I was completely confusing him with that guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Gregory Sporlerder. Sporlerder? Yeah. Gregory Um, You know, I've never tried to pronounce his last name before. (laughs) What else is he in? Uh... SWAT, of course. The Twister. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't remember him. Didn't in see that. that. So yeah, but yeah, know. like he, I, I thought, okay, that guy was. I thought that's who oh. he had a, and I was like, really, that dude's nuts. Yeah, he was super nuts. I mean, I did have a big crush on his like <laughs> giant manly jawline. Yeah, and, he does have a great jawline. That's true. Yeah, and I mean, this whole movie, like especially that scene you just described, like just watching it, you're just like. This is a wonderful celebration of testosterone. It really is. The whole movie is, really. <laughs> yeah, it really is. The whole movie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the good way to sum up The Rock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, so Michael Bean, uh, or Michael Ben. Yeah. I don't actually ben know Bean? how to say his last name, but I <laughs> that's love not him important. so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's in several of my most favorite movies of all time. This one, um, Tombstone. Aliens. I mean, Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. I mean, he's a pretty cool dude, and I don't know why he's not more famous than he is because he plays like leading roles, but mm-hmm. you don't really usually see him that often as like the main 
character. He is, like, supporting a little bit. Yeah, he's always a supporting character, but I love him so much. Everything <laughs> he's in is, like, one of my favorite movies. That's great. Yeah. Okay, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about that, because I wasn't as familiar with him oh, specifically, man. so. Yeah, I, I liked him a lot. Then this was, like, one of the, the formative movies where I would just, <laughs> you know, realize I'm in love with him and, and will be forever, so. <laughs> Sorry, Michael That's Bean. So funny, like, I feel like you had such a different experience with this movie than I did as a kid. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, this is that movie Kara really likes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I did enjoy it. Like, you got me to watch, like, a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have seen a lot of these movies. So I have to credit you. Yeah. For sure. You're welcome slash I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't say you're sorry to someone who enjoys The Rock. Like, right. It's just like, you know. I, mean, I feel like everyone needs to be introduced to this movie because yes. it's just really fun. It's and really good. A wonderful celebration of testosterone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And that's okay. It's okay to have movies like that. It's okay to be manly. It's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, um, like, the plot itself. Mm. Uh, I did want to start out with, I think the first opening scene is... I don't want to upset anybody, but I think it's, like, hilariously overdramatic. Oh, the one where he's, <laughs> the, like, the putting thing. on his uniform yeah. and, like, visiting his wife's grave. <laughs> The rain is like yeah. a bit much. It's like raining very hard. Yeah, I'm like, it's a lot. Okay, yeah. like it's like too much. Right. It's like they're trying to tell you that this is a serious movie, and I, I mean, I don't know. They like walk that fine line, kind of like how I feel like if somebody else had been cast other than Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones, it yeah. would have been a completely different movie. But because he's so good at you know doing the role you're like okay i you know i can watch this and not laugh out loud but yeah i feel like this movie kind of tries to make itself serious but also like it's silly and then he puts his like uh that medal of honor that yes. he has it's like by the way like a big deal right and, and like I can't you wouldn't think... leave it on a grave Right, isn't it just, like, I could be getting this completely wrong, but wasn't it, like, actually just recently that for the first time ever someone who is still alive was awarded with it? Oh, or, really? I'm, I'm probably making that up, but no, I... a lot of times it's like, you get that because you did something so heroic that you died. You know? <laughs> <But> not <laughs> like, this guy. Yeah, maybe not in every case, but in a lot of cases, like, it's that big of a deal. He has, like, the highest honor, and he's like, I'm gonna put this on this grave. And yeah, it also tells you, it's like, he's recognizing that what he's doing is completely contrary to everything that his position yeah, stands for. Yeah, he tells for. his wife, like, you wouldn't like this. And I'm like, so that's not a real good way to honor her, then. Right, exactly! Yeah, like, sorry! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would hate this, but here's what I'm gonna do. Like, yeah. Once again, a another female character who, had she been present and played a part of this movie, like, maybe would have stopped this whole disaster from happening. <laughs> She'd be like, I definitely don't want you to do this. She'd be like, sweetheart, um, I know you've been kind of down lately, but let's do something different <laughs> but, than this. You know, going to Alcatraz and threatening completely innocent citizens, it doesn't really help. Yeah, and she's like, and by the way, these friends of yours that you're thinking of bringing with you on this mission seem a little, you know... Dicey. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's maybe not bring them along. <laughs> yeah. And then I think, like, the very next scene is is the bomb scene, right? With Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah they, he does that and they go steal the, the weapons or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then, then they introduce Stanley and, yeah, he's diffusing Stanley. the bomb. <laughs> yes. Stanley from, uh, yeah, oh yeah, it's like a bomb from, uh, this is so 90s, it's like from, uh, 
what's it, uh, like, Serbia. It's from <laughs> Serbia, because that war is going on. And they sent it to a, you know, whatever refugee camp in, I don't know, Bosnia. It, yeah, they sent it to a Bosnian refugee camp. And I'm like, why would you bring that in the office? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand the logistics of that. Right. How did they even get that? And, like, why did they go, oh, okay, we, we see this thing got delivered to Bosnia. We think it might be a bomb. Let's bring it to our lab, and I think they were in Virginia at that part of the movie, and try and take it apart in this room that is not capable of containing any kind of problem that may come out of it. <laughs> what? 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 I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know. I struggle with that part of the movie quite a bit. And I feel like that scene, too, they're like, yeah, they, they introduce, you know, first of all, it's a bomb, but then they're like, also, everyone will die. Right. Yeah. So, and you only have this long, and he's new, and, like, right. they introduce, like, way too many, like, right bad things. Yeah, that's not a way you would handle that. I mean, you know, I know the FBI has messed up before. <laughs> I'm not gonna say they haven't, but yeah. come on, that's a terrible plan. And then, uh, after he diffuses it and everything, he goes home. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm ready to, like, relax. And then his girlfriend, Carla... Carla <laughs> says she's pregnant and he's like oh no and like they make this joke about like I had the worst day but now it's like worse and I'm like yes like, it's kind of awkward so now to watch that yes yeah. <laughs> yeah and even like it gets worse because she's like well you know we have to get married now and he's like oh man I don't want to and it's like he's mad at her for being pregnant almost but it's like, do you know how that happens? Like, <laughs> Why didn't you use protection? Right. Like, y'all both participated in this. Like, are you mad at her? Like, I know. I, and then, uh, like, yeah, then he's, I don't know. There's Later, there's a scene where he's like, it's wonderful. It's terrible. I was like, that's really funny to you? I don't know. Yeah. Right. I That was problematic the whole time. And that is literally her whole contribution to the movie is that she gets pregnant and that makes him feel feelings that ultimately make him decide to go on the mission or whatever. Yeah, he's like, oh, I thought I just wanted to defuse bombs, but now I want to have, like, a whole life. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that like, before. Right. Good thing he decided offhandedly to go ahead and get married to her. <laughs> like, yeah, he doesn't, it's not romantic at all. No, like, it's like he doesn't know his own mind, and it's just her doing it to him, and yeah. that's not really how that works. <laughs> I hope. Like, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so what's the next scene that you want to... Okay, yeah, so let's see, that happens. And then, oh, so I really like the scene after they get Mason out of prison. Yes, yes. I do too. Like, that's pro probably one of the scenes I remember the most. Yeah. when they, like, recruit him. And yeah, and they're, like, trying to talk him into it, and that one guy who is one of the main offenders in, like, dropping F-bombs for no reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forget his name, but whoever he is. Oh, yeah, Womack? Or... Yeah, 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 Womack and his buddy. Yeah. I, I don't remember. Yeah, and they're all, they're, like, trying to talk him into it, and they're just completely overbearing and yeah. objectionable. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> they, they have a history. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Womack, I knew it, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Was that a really good Sean Connery impression? <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. Thank like, you. I almost thought it was him here I know. with us. He's not here, but, you know, oh, man. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. That would be great. He's like, but... Womack. <laughs> yeah. Should have known. <laughs> I know. See, you, yeah. like, want to do him, like, the second you. Yes. Like, it's hard not to. And when he meets Stanley for the first time and, like, 
Stanley is so ridiculously awkward. It's great, because you're like, okay, this is actually a good place for Nicolas Cage to be acting silly. He's very awkward. He's so awkward, and it's great. I love that scene. Because you can tell that, like, Mason is sizing him up immediately and is figuring out how to manipulate him. Yeah. Well, I do like this idea that, like, he's the most dangerous guy ever, but, like, let's send the guy that's, like, the least qualified to talk Mm -hmm. to him. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. And they're all standing, and they're, like, all surprised when Mason just, like, plays him yeah i mean and they're like oh no how did this happen like you sent somebody in to cut a deal with this like seasoned spy criminal person and you didn't tell him anything about what the situation was you didn't tell him he was gonna have to talk to him you didn't explain to him the parameters of the deal why would you expect that to go well that's not how negotiations work but i love that he cuts a deal with him and then they like rip up the deal and yes. Nicholas Cage just like I gave him my word. And I'm like, mm, I feel like they lie all the time. I don't know. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, and also, like, I didn't really feel like he made it personal at all. Mm. He never said something. I personally guarantee that I will make sure. He was just like, here's this pardon that they've offered you. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> like, say, like, I wrote this. No, like, I didn't feel like he gave him his word. I mean, <laughs> I understand that he presented a document as if it was real and then it turned out to be false. I mean, I get that, but yeah, he was super dramatic about that. But I feel like Sean, okay, so I, I was thinking about this the whole movie. I feel like Sean Connery knew it was fake. Yeah, he knew from the beginning, I think. And I think he was just like, well, even if it's a lie, like, I'm still gonna get out of prison and, like, have an yeah. opportunity to, like, do whatever I want. So, yeah. like, sure, I'll pretend that that's real and, like, go along with it. Yeah, but, yeah. I think he and Womack were playing a game with each other, like, yeah. from the get-go. And because he starts immediately planning his escape. Because yes. he's like, oh, yeah, you'll take me to the Fairmont Hotel, which he then promptly escapes from. I like how he was so specific, though. Like, yeah. it has to be the Fairmont. Like, I guess because the bathrooms have that rope or I don't yeah know. like I felt like yeah there must have been something about it where he knew like <laughs> he had prior knowledge and had a plan and that's why he picked it like I feel like the whole time he's thinking like three steps ahead yeah so yeah and it, even later in the movie when Stanley tells him oh Womack tore up your pardon he's like yeah I, yeah I know. He's, he sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like that's no not a surprise that guy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like oh, okay that's fair <laughs> <laughs> okay so what scene does that lead into? Does that lead into the... Oh, yeah, the hotel scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and so, yeah, but yeah, we kind of talked about that, and he escapes from it. But there is... Do we need to talk about the haircut? I feel like we should address it. This was yeah. the only part of the movie that I thought was problematic. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> I, I was like... Uh, it, it, it goes with that, like, whole, like, toxic masculinity thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they had to make a contrast and be like, here's someone that's not masculine enough, and we need to point out that it's not masculine enough. Yeah, like, when he's grabbing uh, Sean Connery's gross hair, and he's like, I wish we had time to dye it. I'm like, really, though? Like, does that ever happen? Right, they make him so ridiculously... Like, okay, this is over the top. Yeah, and I was like, okay, he's giving him a haircut. Which, by the way, it's a great haircut, so. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) He looks much better afterwards. Very much better. Yeah. (laughs) But he's like, should I dye it too? And they're like, no, he's like, fine. Yeah, exactly. Not very nice, is he? (laughs) Yeah, and then he becomes a punchline the rest of the time too. Like, yeah. He's like, I just wanted you to have a good haircut. I'm like, I feel like he has 
a brain and he can right. have other motivations besides the haircut stuff if right. he's gay. Like, when you realize you're trapped in an elevator with some kind of psychomaniac that just threw someone off a balcony and is shooting at people, you don't care about his haircut. No yeah. one cares. <laughs> like, we're over that. Yeah. Yeah, that was really over the top. And I feel like also that reminds me of, you know, recently when people started talking about, oh, I've just watched Friends for the first time or something, or I've gone back to watch it and I didn't realize before now how, like, homophobic it was. And this movie was kind of in that same time period. Oh, yeah. I didn't really think about that before. I didn't either, but it was, like, super awkward when I watched it a couple days ago. I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Yeah, this is offensive. (laughs) And, like, why include that? Why not just not have a gay character if you're gonna be ugly about it or have him cut his hair and he could be funny and all that and right. just not make him not make a it cartoon like, right why why do you have to make it a negative thing yeah i, I don't understand going to the trouble to include that character just in order just to, to like, make, make fun, fun of, of it like yeah. yeah i i found that to be very troubling yeah also. i can imagine like if i was a guy and, and if I was gay, watching it and just being like, I can't enjoy the rest of the movie now. Like, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like, they went out of their way to make that point. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess they kind of did the same thing with the female characters, too. But, True. yeah. So, anyway, there was the that. the 90s. Right. There were some problems. <laughs> so, what was the next part? Oh, the car chase with the Ferrari and the Humvee. <laughs> I love that part. Yes, it's great! <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, uh... And they hit that trolley oh, yeah, the with that guy on it. Yeah, and the moped. He's like, dude, you just fucked up your Ferrari. <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> yeah, that's a great rebuttal. It's not mine. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> you really impressed that teenager with that line. Right. And then stole his moped. <laughs> that was really silly. But, I mean, that was a good car chase. How did uh, Sean Connery get the Humvee again? Yeah, so he, like, escapes out of the building after he throws Womack off the balcony and, like, makes... Which is a great scene. Yeah, that was awesome. And Womack is still, like, cussing at him while he's (laughs) hanging by his arm. Like, dude, you should stop. That strategy isn't working. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, and he distracted all the other guards with all the room service. Like, he ordered all that food while he was in the shower and they're all eating. (laughs) I would have totally been one of those guys. It's like, it's free, I'm eating it. <laughs> right, yeah, I would so be eating. But I would still be paying attention also. Like, I'm just putting that out there. Good job, Carol. <laughs> right, right. We wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> also, nobody would agree to do that on the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> but nevertheless, yeah, he escapes. <laughs> and, like, Stanley chases him through the kitchen or whatever. And somehow he gets out to the carport or whatever at the hotel and jumps in the valet line oh, okay, and yeah. takes that Humvee. Like, as they're trying to park it. And then Stanley gets the next car, which happened to be a Ferrari. Of course. <laughs> yeah, what else would it be? But, like, you know there's got to be a car chase, because it's an action movie. And it was a pretty good car chase. It's a pretty good car chase. I right. really enjoyed it. And yeah. I don't always enjoy action movies, so... Right. And that one was good. I mean, like, they hit a train car, the Ferrari flies through a glass wall, and then gets blown up. <laughs> All those water bottles, too. Yeah, yeah, they hit that Ozarka truck. Yeah, I was like, that's creative. (laughs) It was great. It was a good chase. It was. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's how he gets away, and he goes to meet his daughter, Jade, the only other female who has a line in this movie, I think. (laughs) And she's like, Dad? And, like, he's like, I'm a good man. She's like, okay. Yeah, all all right. I I was like, I don't know. That's not convincing. (laughs) No, 
it's not at all. You haven't been in my life at all. I don't know who you are. You're in prison. Yeah, but I, I shouldn't be. And she's like, cool. She's like, oh, okay. I figured. Yeah. No. And I really thought that they were going to, and I'm glad they didn't. I thought they were going to make, like, Nicolas Cage in love with her. Did you think that, like, the oh, first time you saw how it? creepy. <laughs> I thought that was going to happen. In, like, ah. the... <laughs> yeah, because he is, like, creepily watching them instead of arresting him that yeah, whole time. I really thought, yeah, when, when I first saw it, I really thought that, as a kid, mm-hmm. I thought that he was going to date her. Oh, even though he has Carla? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, he did seem kind of... Ambivalent about Carla. <laughs> yeah. And he's obsessed with with Sean Connery, so I just yeah. thought Ooh, that would be so creepy. I can't date you, I'll date your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, so gross. Yeah. I didn't write this guy's. So right, gonna... exactly. And that didn't happen, thankfully. It didn't. Yeah, we never see her again because there are no women in this movie. But <laughs> Oh yeah, we don't see her again. Nope, sure don't. There is like no wrap up with her either. It's so weird. They make such a big deal about her. Yeah, and then we don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's a rewrite though. I think she was supposed to be at the end. Yeah, I think so too, because they really set it up, and why introduce that character if they're not later gonna have a reunion? It's a weird decision to be like, well, we never have to bring her back again. It'll still make sense. Yeah, but then it's pointless. <laughs> like, why even have that scene? Mm-hmm. And guess... then when they arrest him, and they all drive up into the Palace of Fine Arts, which is another one of those great, like, artistic, like, spots that they yeah, selected. Yeah, it's really pretty. Yeah, that was a great setting. And yeah, then Stanley's there watching the whole time, and then all the police cars show up and encircle him, and all point guns both at him and each other because they're in a circle. Um, which is <laughs> never a good idea. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, turns out <laughs> you don't want to shoot at something if there's something behind it that you don't want to also shoot. Um, but yeah, and then Stanley's like, oh, uh, he's helping us. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, that sounds believable. <laughs> okay, sure. This guy yeah. I just met. My yeah. dad that I've never talked to before that's in prison, he said that he's a good guy and so did you, so okay. it's over. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, and then they all just walk off rather than all of the police, you know, jumping on him and <laughs> arresting him. <laughs> yeah. Apparently Nicolas Cage has a lot of pool in this scene that we didn't know about. Right, with these local police officers who he's never <laughs> met before. <laughs> right. So many holes. Yeah, it makes total sense. But, you know, they do get him to then go do the mission. Yes. <laughs> Yes. As, okay, next scene that you really like. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, then they have the whole scene where they, like, uh, decide that they all have to go uh, do the mission to Alcatraz. And yeah. then, like, they don't want Mason to go because they're like, oh, he's going to try to escape, which, duh, that's what he's been trying to do this whole time. Although, <laughs> I was telling Nick, he, he goes, I can't help you with the map. I don't want to see the map at all. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was really dumb. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he, he's like, I remember. I was down there in the dark for three days. And I'm just like, that makes it seem like you really don't know. Right. Y- yeah, it does. And, and he also, goes, what did you eat all that time? <laughs> <laughs> Poop? I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. How did that work? <laughs> he's like, put me back down there and I'll remember it. I'm like, right. well, I'm starting to doubt this. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I'm sure they've changed it since then. Like, that was decades ago. You floundered around in the dark for three days. 
And you're a reliable guide down there? I don't right. know. That's not gonna work. And, like, just because you find your way out doesn't mean you can find your way back in. What if they go in a different door? Or, like, a different, like, sewage hole than the one you came out of? It None none of it will be familiar to you, because it's not the way you went. <laughs> yeah, this is a little plot hole-ish. Um, but also, flawless. It, flawless. Flawless. And and then the, the SEAL team commander, my love. <laughs> it's like, well, why'd you get him out if you weren't going to send him with us? And that does kind of make sense, because why did they get him out? <laughs> and promise him all that stuff. For right. What? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, there, it wasn't really clear what it was that he had to do to get the pardon. He was going to just tell them about it? Right. Yeah. Like, couldn't they read the map themselves? <laughs> no. No. No, they couldn't. Um, and then they also just now tell Stanley, also, you're going too to help us defuse the stuff because you're so good at defusing bombs. And he then, like, vomits in yeah, the sink. Yeah, and pretends to be surprised. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even right. he just did that. Right, yeah, I don't know what he thought was happening either. But then they all go... Yeah. Uh, so then they go and they, like, spend all that time trying to figure out how to get in. And then that's when the shower room scene happens, which I feel like is another one of the important scenes yes. in the movie. Because that's kind of, that's the first time you really find out, or, like, for me, that's the first time you really realize that Ed Harris doesn't mean it. Yeah. Like, because he's all yelling at them, okay, y'all, because they set the trap, and so it, like, set off the alarm when all the SEALs came into the shower room, and so all of Ed Harris's crew were there to ambush them. Uh, and he's, like, telling them all, okay, you know, you're all about to die, so just put down your weapons. You have to give up now. And he's like, no, I can't, because y'all are all being treasonous, and, you know, it's our job to stop you no matter what. And he's like, no, you have to put it down. And they go back and forth, and it's clear that nobody's going to give up. And then, like, one of the one of Ed Harris's people, like, accidentally, like, knocks a cinder block off the ceiling, and they think it's a gunshot, and everybody starts killing each other. But then Ed Harris, Ed Harris is like, oh, no, stop, everybody stop! You know, I didn't want any of this to happen, but... That's when you kind of realize that the rest of his team is crazy. (laughs) And he's like, oh, wait, no, this isn't what I wanted to happen. But it's too late and they massacre all these people. Um, And then also then everyone dies except for uh, Stanley and Mason. Yes. So that's problematic for everyone. And they're like, well, shoot, that was our whole plan. (laughs) (laughs) And it failed miserably. Just me, sir. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then they're like, okay, Stanley, go catch Mason again and stop him and make him help. Like, as if that's reasonable at all. <laughs> I know. Like, whenever Sean Connery's like, I'm getting out of here, and he's like, um... And then he's like, don't, what, do you have a water pistol? And then he goes after right. him, and then he, like, takes his gun. Yeah! He's, like, he's got all the guns, sir. <laughs> that's great. It's a really good scene. <laughs> yeah. It's like, to no one's surprise. Yeah, they're like... Uh... <laughs> yeah. But then he does agree to help after all. He's like, my daughter that you'll never see again. Yeah, exactly. He's like, but your daughter's there and my girlfriend. <laughs> With a baby on the way. <laughs> it's like so overdramatic. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't think people should have to have a baby to matter. I don't know. But right, like it's still like millions of people or hundreds of thousands of people. However many people live in San Francisco. Also, can we talk about how it was a hundred million dollars was what they wanted? Like, that's not that much money. <laughs> Just I mean, give it to them. Right. How much did they spend on this whole, like, getting Mason out and, like, <laughs> booking a 
suite and a whole floor of the Fairmont Hotel. I'd love to see the budget. Right, exactly. I'm like, you could have just given him money and then, you know, tried to. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Yeah, oh, right. Okay, sure. Great. That's effective. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, they could have just paid him, but they didn't. (laughs) They didn't. They could have paid him what, I mean, he debatably was owned. Oh, right. Right, exactly. Like, would it have been that bad? And then just never speak of this. <laughs> yeah, like you screwed all those people over, give him money, and then just be quiet. Right, and then, you know, find a way to later assassinate him or something. Like... <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> right. It's a mean... whole nother movie. Right, that sounds like something that would be more likely to happen. I don't know. Um... <laughs> but anyway, like, yeah. Died. Yeah, they're like, oh, we don't know what happened. How sad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, There's it's better that. to send in your entire best, like, the best people on your team. Right. And have them all get massacred. Right. Yeah, that would be better. Yeah. Yeah, and less expensive. But There's not. also that ridiculous scene, I don't know if this is jumping too far ahead, hmm. but, like, where he's with, uh, where Nicolas Cage is with Mason, and they're, like, the last ones, and he convinces him to come back. Yeah. And then that guy tries to kill him. And then, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and then Sean Connery drops that big object on his head by yeah. shooting it. And then his legs are, like, twitching. Yes! Nicholas <laughs> is like, is that normal? He's like, that happens sometimes. <laughs> He's like, make it stop. He's like, yeah. what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> Kill him again? <laughs> he goes, I don't know. That's where he has another really good line where he's like, cut, cut me some friggin' slack. Yeah, exactly. It's like so overdramatic. Like, just defuse the bombs, dude. <laughs> or the missiles. I see a flaw, too, in the enemy's plan where, like, he's taking the, the beads out. He's like, if one goes off, if anything happens, we're all right. dead. And he starts taking him out, and those guys burst in and start just shooting everything. Right. I'm like, yeah, what if they hit one of those? Everyone dies. What if? Yeah, they like, how did they not? the area with bullets. Right. Yeah. And in fact, if the person you're shooting at with automatic weapons is holding those, how bad of a shot do you have to be to not hit any of them? Yeah. <laughs> like, are one of these stormtroopers attacking them? <laughs> like, how is this possible? Yeah, and, and the way those were designed, like, they're so <laughs> just precariously strung together. Like, if you sneeze, it's gonna fall apart. <laughs> Like, this is a little much. Yeah, and then he takes out the little chip, and he's like, Ugh, just, like, smashes it. He's like, yeah. it's fine now. Yeah, like, and he didn't really smash it that much. I feel like they could have picked it up and, like, soldered it back together. Right. Like, I think he should have used, like, a hammer or something. Right, like, really pulverize it, just to be safe. And he's like, there's three more. I also didn't understand how they found the other missiles. Because yeah. Because it seemed like, to me, that Nicolas Cage just kind of, like, got scared, looked around, and kept finding them. Yeah, that is how they found a lot of them. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, in the very end, there's, like, three of them left or something. Yeah, he's like, the lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, and so they launched one, and then they decide- Ed Harris, like, doesn't actually want to hit he's anything, like, so oh, he sinks um, it. No. Yeah. Which, I don't think seeking it helps. Wouldn't they have killed a bunch of fish or something? Yeah, like, I feel like everything in the ocean, anywhere near that, melted. Have, yeah, and, like, how- <laughs> Toxic is it? Like, how far out yeah, from I, the blast I, I zone that is that too. stuff going like, to go? I don't know. I feel like it would have really hurt the ecosystem or yeah. people. I, I don't know. Like, releasing biochemical weapons into the ocean right. doesn't and seem it's, like a good idea. Yeah, and it's not very far. From Alcatraz to San Francisco, I mean, it's a bay. You're shooting it over a shallow bay area. Like, 
you can see it from land. Yeah. I mean, it's close to people. There were probably fisher people and divers. <laughs> some people and, melted. Let's yeah, I feel like some people probably melted in a lot of fish and, like, all the plants. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, I don't know if that was a good plan, but okay. Yeah, like, I, it wasn't I let it good. Go. Yeah, like, at least they didn't detonate it in the city, but still, that was not ideal. That there's gonna be some fallout that doesn't get resolved from that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then they have that scene in the the wherever their command center is where ed harris and his one supporter like get in the shootout with all the other crazy people that he hired and they're like, they're no. like we're mercenaries all of a sudden right and he's like this was never the plan and i guess they didn't know that for some reason <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then he tells Stanley, because, like, uh, Mason is like, oh, they shot Ed Harris, uh, Hummel. Uh, let's go grab him. Because Mason just jumps right in on the gunfight. As soon as they all start shooting, Mason's like, oh, hell yeah, here's my chance. Let me, you know, shoot some of these people, too. Uh, and then he's like, Stanley, grab, you know, Hummel, and we'll bring him out. And then Hummel tells them where the last one is. Before he dies. Yeah. Right, right before he dies. And he's like, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> really great but, scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but we skipped the part where they were finding the earlier ones and they get captured. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's when the Zeus's butthole thing happens. Zeus's <laughs> <laughs> Butthole. Did you get out of your cell? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be really helpful right now. Yeah, he's like, he's like super dramatic, and Mason's like, please shut up. And his whole plan was like, he tears up his, like, sheet on his mattress and, like, ties it in strips to make a long rope and attaches it to a wheel from the bed and, like, slings it to, like, open the I the see door a flaw in that thing. plant if anybody walks by. Right, they're gonna it. see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't know. Yeah, they didn't have anyone guarding them either, which was kind of weird. I thought that was weird. They're, like, be in this cell, but, like, we're not worried. You'll stay in there. <laughs> right. We're going to put you both in separate cells, but no one is going to be here to watch you. Even though one of you escaped from here before. Although they didn't know that at the time. <laughs> That's true. They didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was their plan. They couldn't spare one person to watch them. Mm -hmm. And so then they escape, but then, like, Ed Harris, like, stages that thing where he's like, okay, I'm going to kill one of the hostages if you don't come turn yourselves in and, uh... And give up the guidance chips that they've already destroyed. And they have that whole, like, dramatic scene uh, where uh, Sean Connery and Ed Harris have this, like, banter. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. Where he's like, I think you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm like, I don't know if he's James Bond. <laughs> right, yeah. I feel like he could have been more articulate <laughs> than that. Uh, but, yeah, they have that that scene. But then they, they don't kill him um, in the end. Yeah. Obviously. But yeah, and then they, they have that, and there's one missile left. And he goes, and then my favorite line that, like, my brother and I always quote to each other <laughs> when uh, he's trying to defuse, like, one of the last ones, and it's uh, it's Stanley, and he's in there, like, taking out the guidance chip, and one of the Marines comes in and is going to shoot him, and uh, Stanley's like, ooh, uh, do you like music? You like oh, yeah. Elton John? Like <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't like that soft ass shit. <laughs> and so like my brother and I all the time, every time we like play music on YouTube, we'll be like, Do you like Elton John? <laughs> and the other one of us goes, I don't like that soft ass shit. <laughs> like, it's such a ridiculous thing to say. 
buffet. Like, and then what's what does he say though? He's like, then he's like, because it's you. You're the rocket man. And then he like <laughs> launches the rocket, and it like hits that guy, and like launches him off of the lighthouse. There's a lot of like that, or like people falling onto a spike. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> like, it's unnecessarily gory. Yeah, <laughs> but so dramatic. But amazing. Yeah. Yes, it's still amazing, and like somehow, even though describing those scenes, it sounds ridiculous when you're watching it you're like yeah (laughs) i don't like that soft that shit yeah you're just like what (laughs) everyone likes elton john yeah admit it (laughs) exactly why are you even pretending like what the hell dude (laughs) but yeah that was great and then so they finally defuse all the bombs at the last second and then that's when they get to the end and and stanley's like oh uh Mason, they Womack tore up your pardon. He's like, yeah, I know, I'm leaving. And oh well, it was right before they get the very last ones, and he's like, I'm leaving. He's like, no, you have to help finish. And he's like, no, uh, but you know, he does. He's help. like, meet me later. Yeah, yeah, and he tells him like he gives him these instructions. Uh, to where he can go, and then in the very end, Stanley, like, follows the instructions, and he finds the microfilm that was the whole reason that Mason had been imprisoned all those years. It was the secret information that the government was afraid he was going to get away with, which gets into some real weird conspiracy theory right, territory. Like, why did that have to do with the Kennedy assassination? Right, and he's like, oh, it's the alien landing and the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> it's like all of these conspiracy <laughs> theories. Like, I was like, all of them? Right, yeah. How did he find all of them? All on the same film. <laughs> like, he took one photo at each of these places. <laughs> Good timing. Yeah. Or bad timing. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, we know he has this, but we don't know where it is. And it is weird they didn't give him a scene with his daughter at the end. They didn't. I feel like that must have gotten cut or something. I never even noticed that till you said that, but that's a big oversight. Yeah, it is. I mean, they can't have not thought of that. <laughs> Like, maybe there was a scene and they decided to leave it out for some reason. It should have been in there. That doesn't make any sense to set up the daughter thing and then just, it doesn't happen later. Yeah, even though they have, like, Stanley and Carla are married because they're in their little, like, VW bug and it's like, oh, just married and they're Yeah, this couple I'm supposed to care about that I don't, by the way. I'm not sure if they even actually like each other or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then they're married and he's like, we have to go to Kansas for a honeymoon. And she's like what she's like gross I'm yeah kidding. and then he like steals a leg off of a pew in a church that has the microfilm in it and i mean yeah that's kind of cool like i like that they end it that way with him like he finds it and stuff but also what if the government comes after him that's dark yeah i don't know because like they must be following him they must have assumed like womack surely is like okay mason got away let's watch stanley (laughs) and make sure he doesn't get it but they don't i guess (laughs) (laughs) they're happily or they're married happily ever after yeah that's it and they have the baby and and the microfilm now (laughs) yes and and we just i guess we assume that that mason gets away but we don't ever see. Yeah, like, does he go meet his daughter? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. It's a big mystery. So, Kara. Yes. Why do you think you've seen this movie so many times? Why do you keep returning to it? Oh, that's a good question. Because we've kind of talked about all the silly stuff that happens in it and how, like, oh, there's a plot hole here. And, like, this is kind of crazy. Um, but 
I don't know. It's it's a really entertaining movie, and I know I say that all the time. Every time we talk about a movie, I'm like, it's real entertaining. <laughs> well, but I mean, you pick good movies. But right, it's it's a fun movie. It's a movie that you can watch and enjoy and have a good time watching. And there's all that stuff behind it, like that we talked about earlier. With it has a really good score and has like really good artistic looking shots and yeah, it has really good actors <laughs> in it actually yeah, and really good action scenes. I think. You can't really minimize that. Like, that Yeah. That really helps with this movie, I think, a lot, for me, anyway. I, you know, I watched it, and I had fun the entire time. Yeah. And I, I don't... I mean, honestly, I don't always in action movies. Some, right. some action movies, they'll have a lot of action, but I'm just not invested in it the way that I am in this movie. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. It's like, you're having fun the whole time, and also, you do care about most yeah. of the characters. Yeah. I mean, even, they kind of do that thing where you even kind of care about some of the, quote, bad guys, you know, also, and they do that thing with Mason where you're kind of trying to decide, is he good or is he bad, and, you know, they they do a good job with kind of the characters sort of growing, and, I mean, even though it's, you know, not a super serious movie, it still has all the elements that you need for a good story. Yeah. Um, So it's fun. And, And in this movie, like, the stakes, when they, you know, just get higher and higher and higher. I know it's crazy, and it's kind of ridiculous, but it's, like, exciting and fun. Yeah, it is. It it really is a fun, exciting movie with, you know, lots of explosions and shootouts and, you know... And great acting, ...quippy comments and, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's fun. I think most people who see the movie, if you sort of at all like action movies, you should like this one. Yes. I'm not saying you have to, but generally speaking, <laughs> it's a good one. So so give me your best movie pitch. Like, what's your best, like, you have oh. to watch this because... Yeah. So, I mean, I would say you have to watch this because Michael Bean is yeah. in it. I mean, <laughs> okay. and that yeah, ought yeah. to be enough. <laughs> that but... ought to be enough. Okay. <laughs> right. But if it's not, <laughs> there's also Sean Connery and Ed Harris. And, yeah. I mean, why would you not watch a movie with Sean Connery and Ed Harris in True. it? True. I know. It, you know, I feel like we take these guys for granted. Like, yeah. we grew up with them. But they're heavyweights. I mean, yeah, they are. They're great actors, and they're all in the same movie together, and it's pretty magical. Right, you get to have a good time watching a movie with them in it, where they're they're bringing like their best acting, but also it's not going to be super dramatic and sad, or you know, yeah. you don't have to feel bad about it. <laughs> all you have to feel is adrenaline. <laughs> the yeah. whole movie. There's lots of explosions. <laughs> yeah, you'll never be bored. Right, exactly. You won't have that complaint. Right, and you can do that in real life without watching a movie. So True. I feel like the movie should you know help you not be bored. Exactly. Well, uh, Kara, thank you so much for joining us for this. Well, thanks for having me again. Yes, I I can't wait to do more more episodes. Yeah, we need to do Tombstone. We do. And I want to do Long Kiss Goodnight. Yes! We have to do that. Because that movie was like, that was like my whole childhood right there. Yeah, it really was. Really connected with that film. That's another one that I made you watch. But, like, there's no flaws. (laughs) Right, there are no flaws in that movie. No, (laughs) the logic is sound. The writing right. is sound, the act, everything is perfect. Everything movie. is really plausible, including the amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was a chef. I like when she, like, yeah. throws the knife. Yes! I was a chef, honey. Yeah, and he, you can see him thinking, that's not what chefs do. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Life is pain. You yes, just get you just used get to used it. To it. <laughs> Okay, we have to do that one. Yeah, we need to do that one next. So look forward to that, folks. (laughs) All right, thanks. Bye. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this nostalgic look back at The Rock, and if you haven't seen it yet, uh, you pretty much have to after listening to this. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, we are getting close to our one-year anniversary of I Love That Movie podcast. Um, I'm putting some fun stuff together for our anniversary, so please stay tuned for that. Uh, I do want to let you guys know that we're also having a meetup at the Dallas Inter continental hotel during all con on march 15th uh the meetup starts at eight o'clock it's in the bar um in the lobby it's a chance just to meet some of the guests on the show and also to grab a beer and chat about movies in person uh this is not an official convention event it's just kind of like a meetup uh there's going to be a lot of different groups meeting up in that bar right now um during that time so we'll just be down there i will also live stream it for some of you guys that can't make it down uh, so yeah, so hope you'll join us. Um, if you guys have any feedback on this episode or any others, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter under AYA Lisa Cosplay. I'm also on Instagram at AYA Amazon Nancy AMI Lisa. And in our closed Facebook group, I love that movie. Our group is closed, but just send a request and I'll add you. It's a safe space for movie lovers to discuss their favorite films judgment-free, and my only rule is keep it positive. And if you like what you heard today, please subscribe and rate the show. If you leave a positive review on iTunes, you'll be entered to win a $20 gift card to Movie Theater Chain of Your Choice. Right now, we're at 19 reviews, guys, so we're getting closer. Uh, Once I get to 30, I'm going to draw a name, and then that person will win the $20 gift card. It's easy money, so enter away. Uh, Thanks so much again, and I look forward to hearing from y'all. Bye. Bye.